Hey guys, big thank you for listening to the Sam Mace Podcast. We really appreciate it. I wanted to thank our sponsors real quick. Our title sponsor, Nature's Key. These guys are incredible. They're doing an awesome job providing me with all my CBD and THC products. I'm using to train again at the edge. I'm down almost 50 pounds, look better, feel better physically and mentally. That's the key. Uh, the mental aspect of the CBD, I can't, I can't talk about it enough. Like It's just been exceptional. The fact that I show up to the gym with a positive attitude and I'm ready to go physically and mentally, and it's been great. So check out their uh, website at keytonaturesblessings.com. Use the promo code MAZE2022 for 20% off your order, which is a fantastic deal. Try Nature's Key products today. Also, big thank you to Jackson's of Kingfisher for providing us with that t- new 2022 Chevy Trail Boss. That thing is fantastic. If you've seen some pictures of it, you know it's just badass looking. But the performance is where it's at. They are absolutely exceptional trucks, one of the most versatile vehicles i've ever driven and the service at jackson's at kingfisher is second to none it's a small town dealership with incredible customer service they just want to make sure they get you and your family into the vehicle uh, that you need for the right price the price that is transparent they're not trying to upsell you or do anything crazy given the current market they're just telling you the truth out there at jackson's at kingfisher and that is key the god's honest truth they, their motto is come join the family, and they truly mean it there at Jackson, so check them out uh, if you can. If you're in the market for a new or used vehicle, Jackson's a Kingfisher is a place to go. Also, big thank you to Totally Tickets. I want to let you guys remind you that the Women's College World Series is July 2nd through the 10th, and you can get all your Women's College World Series tickets at Totally Tickets. Uh, this weekend, we've got OU as the one seed down there in Norman and OSU as a seven seed there in Stillwater, so the regionals are beginning. It's that time of the year. We're all fired up for a little softball action, so check them out, and once again, get Get those tickets at totallytickets.com. Um, big love you guys for listening. We really appreciate all the support that we've gotten. I love doing this podcast, and when I get to work with great sponsors like these, it's real easy for us to, to continue to do it. So big thank you once again for all the supports, and hope you guys have a great day. Welcome. I'm Sam Mays, and today in the Sam Mays podcast, we have Steve Stutzman. This is the father of Danny Stutzman, star linebacker for the Oklahoma Sooners. Uh, Danny is a Orlando, Florida native. Uh, Steve is a former Baylor Bear tight end. Uh, by the looks of Steve, he's lost a few pounds since then, or at least uh, uh, slimmed uh, up a little bit. <laughs> well, I wish. I wish that was the uh, good thing. You only got a headshot of me, Sam. I'm up. <laughs> Probably more in lineman size right now. <laughs> well, there's nothing wrong with that. I'm trying to get less lineman size right now. I'm down about 50 pounds in the last six months, and I'm feeling a little bit better. I got up to 425 though, Steve. Oh man, well, they, man, I need to share. We need to share some stuff after this because uh, I'm I'm about uh, right at three bills myself. So oh yeah. I'm trying to extend the uh, the life a little bit. I'm trying to live a little bit longer, see my kids through through school. Maybe my kids will uh, play some college ball one day. Well, Danny is a special player. He's a, um, a, a special kid in general in the way that he has kind of embraced the fan base and the fan base has embraced him. There are so many Stutzman accounts on Twitter now, just these random – Guys that have these, you know, Danny's picture or your last name or, I mean, it's it's been wild to see how the Oklahoma fan base has uh, gravitated towards him because he's just so lighthearted and likable and yeah. transparent and all those things. Like, he's just a great kid. Well, we appreciate that. Yeah, it's, it's pretty cool to see that. And uh, he surely has embraced the fan base as well. And, 
you know, what you see with him is what you get. He's not sugarcoating anything. And, uh, you know, he's having a, he's having a good time and, and likes the interaction with the fans. And, uh, for sure, uh, he enjoys that. Now, did you and, uh, and Susie make it back for the spring game? Absolutely. We did that. Uh, weren't going to miss that one. Um, what an atmosphere uh, that was for sure. 75,000 people uh, show up in Norman, Oklahoma for a spring game. I don't think anybody anticipated that, uh, considering Alabama had 30-plus, A&M had 30-plus. You know, these are big-time football factory schools that just did not have the, uh, the the numbers. Here comes Oklahoma, and it's a call-out from Brent Venables. I think it's a lot of emotion, considering what everything that happened with Lincoln Riley, and they showed up in droves. What was it like, just from a parent perspective, you know, when you realize, holy crap, they're going to pack this thing. Uh, you know, I, I thought they would get a really good turnout. I was thinking more like 40, 45, just from, you know, staying with the chatter and, 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 and looking at social media and how everybody was really hyped for what uh, Coach Venables brought in. But then, you know, we got there, and that was as close. Actually, I mean, it was, it was, it was a game atmosphere. I mean, they did a great job with bringing back the former players, uh, and then, you know, having the, uh, you know, the statue for Baker and just the things that I'll tell you what, Sam, I've never, ever been in a situation or been to an event where at halftime of, of an event, not one person left to go to the bathroom, right. to get a drink, not one person left. I mean, once, uh, you know, Coach Venables got the microphone down the midfield, everybody, everybody was there. It was just an incredible, uh, you know, I, just, I can only imagine coming out of the tunnel uh, you know, as some of these early enrollees or, or guys going through their first, you know, this is Danny's first spring. And, uh, you know, just, man, oh, my God, how do you top that? I mean, right. it's just, it's just it was unbelievable. Like some real, yeah. you know, I'm I'm a outsider. Um, you know, obviously I, I played at Oklahoma State and I've I've covered OU now for almost a decade and I've played in that stadium and all those things. At, the, at my core, I'm a football fan. I love the game of right. football. Um, more than anything. It's why I do this job, and it keeps me close to the game. And as I, I was in the press box as the thing got started, and I thought, screw this. i got to go get in this crowd because I'm a radio host, and I, I tell stories for a living, so I want to know what it's like in the crowd. So I go sit down, and the first time that Venables grabbed the mic, you want to talk about a Friday light, night lights moment when the entire 75,000 people stopped talking. Like, right. that's some real football yeah. stuff. You know, when, when uh, Bud Kilmer on Varsity Blues grabs the microphone <laughs> and everybody's and he raises his hand, everybody stops talking. It's like, that's holy it. crap, that actually happened uh, in this stadium. People respect Venables. They love him. Uh, they're happy to have him for sure. But it just shows you what the focus is on Oklahoma football. This fan base is better than any fan base in the country, and I believe that. No, I, I can't argue with that. Uh, I, I really can't. I mean, it's <laughs> – they're definitely top five. There's no doubt about it. All right, so let's take a step back and look at this last fall. Uh, we are all sitting around watching Oklahoma a little bit, I mean, kind of flounder through that season uh, for some obvious reasons. Offensive line play wasn't great. Uh, quarterback situation was a little bit weird. Um, they're just trying to find an identity. Uh, meanwhile, it looks like Lincoln Riley was up to some other things. We find out mm-hmm. randomly after Bedlam that he's headed – uh, to USC, we're all shocked. I'm sure the players were shocked. What was your first uh, interaction with Danny at that point? What was that call like? Uh, I mean, I'll be honest with you, Sam. It, it, you know, not only was you know the players, but I would dare to say the coaching staff was shocked. Oh yeah, I mean, 
I had just uh, um, talked to Coach Odom, Danny's position coach. I mean, it was right after Bedlam, and you know, and and it was a grip, you know, a, a grinding loss. And you know, he we we talked before they got on the bus, and you know, talk about you know Danny and and, and the upcoming season, and how excited he was, and you know, he he couldn't wait to to get a full year, uh, you know, in coaching, and you know, that's how we left it. That that was probably, I would say, ten o'clock that night, or maybe later, Crazy. and nobody nobody knew what, what happened. So. Uh, it was a shock, and, and when it did come out, um, you know, I'm, I'm, I think I'm blessed to have the relationship I do with my children. That uh, he looks, you know, will, you know, look for me for guidance and not do a knee jerk reaction, like uh, you know, well, you know, because it's the unknown. And, and when you're 18 years old, trying to process something as big as that, life changing decision, everything can be knee jerk. Oh, I'll just, you know, I'm, I'm in the portal. But he didn't do that. You know, I said, look, man, just let everything – I'm sure you heard this. Coaches have told you, Sam, let's let everything will undress itself. Right? Absolutely. The defense will undress itself. The offense will show. So let's let the situation undress itself, and let's see what's going on. I mean, it's too early. So that's that's the stance I told him, and and, uh, and that's exactly what happened. You know, it, you know, those coaches, they didn't know they, if they even had a job. Uh, you know, and then they had to do what's best for them and their families, you know, based on – you know, what Coach Riley had, uh, you know, what his decision was. It's just a, it's a domino effect, you know, right or wrong. And, then we, you know, the, the facts come out that, you know, uh, that, that decision that you can say what you want. Me and you know that there's no way a life decision like that's made in a few hours after a game. No question. Uh, there, there's no way in hell that you can ask anybody to make a, a decision like that involves not only the monetary value, but the, the, the family and the lives of everybody around you. So right. that being said, that, that, you know, that is what it is. Right. Uh, so, you know, as we get into this thing, we start hearing the, of what uh, Joe C is going after. Oh man. I'm like, man, Danny, you got to hang around, buddy. Uh, if, if this is going to unfold, like I think it's going to unfold, man, you are in a great position. And, Thank uh, you know, thank the Lord and the, the situation that it did. And man, it's just uh, what a blessing! What a blessing, Sam. I um, I'm sitting there and I'm I'm looking at you know I talked to Ethan Downs and his family this last week, and you could tell still the emotion on on Dee's face as she talked about just that that short amount of time that they went through. Because as I love Coach Odom, I think that's a great dude. He wanted to be at Oklahoma. A hundred percent. He is passionate about Oklahoma football. I saw him shortly after that, everything went down and you could just tell that he was sad, to, you know, that he was yeah. getting ready to make the move in the whole nine yards. So I know, I, I know what you're talking about in regards to that staff being as equally surprised of the situation that they were in. Uh, and I'm with you a hundred percent on the amount of time that that takes. This isn't, this isn't Lincoln Riley leaving Pittsburgh for USC. You know what I mean? Like that, yeah. it's the Oklahoma factor that doesn't make this a 12 hour decision. You know what I mean? Right. Like you call your wife if you're the head coach at Pitt and say, "Hey, honey, we're moving to California." That's a no-brainer. You know what I mean? You don't make yeah. that decision it quickly, and so I, I, I also don't appreciate the fact that I feel like we've been kind of uh, led uh, down a path that's just not accurate. I just tell me the story. You know, be a, be a big boy yeah. and tell me the story. Absolutely. Just be honest. We're all grown yeah. men, and and right or wrong. Everybody can accept the story, you know, the, the, the truth. I mean, it is what it is, you know, so I agree. So Coach Stoops comes in and uh, and saves the day as the interim. What was uh, Danny's reaction when he found out that Bob was going to be coaching him through that bowl season? Well, you know, it's great. You know, 
thank goodness that Oklahoma has the coach Stoops that uh, that they can reach out to. Absolutely, they're still, they're still in tune with things that are going on. It's uh, that's an awesome, an awesome thing to have because I tell you what, I don't know how smoothly this whole thing would the transition would have been without Coach Stoops. I mean, I really don't. And uh, you know, anytime you get to you know, be led by a legend. Uh, you know, it's 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 a great situation, and I think Coach Stoops did what he had to do. And you know, uh, yes, it's true. You know, one player, one man doesn't make Oklahoma. You know, I, I get that Absolutely. message. But you know, one of the fan bases doesn't get is uh, you're correct, but relationships uh, are, are are what we're in the business with. So when people have relationships with people, and things happen. It's not that hard to understand why why players might follow a coach. Hundred percent. That's one of the things that uh, you know that I you know I I realize hundred percent is you know the fan base is a little bit hard to to wonder why a player some of the players might have left you know if Oklahoma but you know it's, it's we're we're all sales and people buy from people you know and yes Oklahoma is a big part of that factor uh, but you know Coach Stoops did a great job. Uh, a great springboard into what was you know the landscape for 2022, 2023, and so on. And uh, man, I just tell you what, what you know, you even look at they they wanted to pay him money for that. He's like, no, right. It's just, uh, just what a stand up guy, and you know, obviously having the uh, you know his son there, and you know he's uh, man, he's he's vested with blood, sweat, and tears, all, you know, true and true. So uh, it was just awesome for him to do that, and you know, Danny surely. Uh, you know, he he won't look at it now, but looking back, it'll mean a whole lot more looking back when his career is done for sure. I um I appreciated Coach Stoops' emotion surrounding it. He didn't he did not shy away from uh, the the camera and the fact that he was irritated. You know, you could tell that he was pissed about the whole situation. Like the audacity of this guy to take the program that I handed him. And just to throw it away is absurd, right? This this kid from Yuleshul, Texas, and how dare he? And that's that's the mentality that he had, uh, you know, stepping into that that role. And and I love the fact that that's what he told the fan base. And you know, it's not about one coach, it's not about one player. This is Oklahoma. And you know, once again, you've noticed it, and I'm sure I can only imagine what it's like, you know, just on a game day for you guys. It's just insanity, and to see the crowd. Uh, embrace Coach Stoops and those players embrace him. You could tell they put the work in during that bowl practice. Like I, I can't oh, imagine what that was like. No doubt, you know they came together. Those that were there, man, they were united as one. And I tell you, man, I don't think I've ever seen a group of guys. You know, usually, you know, Sam, you probably, I'm sure you guys played when you were playing in bowl games, and it's a great, uh, it's kind of a great topping to a season. For sure, not, you know, able to play for a national championship. Bowls are fun. You know, bowls are exciting. But I mean, I think these guys took it to another level where they did. They weren't there to have fun. They were there to work. Work, yeah. Crazy to see what they were doing, you know, for bowl practice. You know, it's you know they're doing stuff in bowl practice that people don't even do during you know during the season or, or even in the you know in the uh, you know, summer workouts. So right. Just uh, that just shows the grit and determination that the, the players that are there and the commitment they have to the university is is just amazing. So we find out during that bowl practice that Brent Venables is going to be the next head coach at the University of Oklahoma. You heard that news. What was your initial gut reaction, and what was Danny's? Well, you know, like I said, I heard the rumblings. You know, everybody, you know, who 
And when it was final, man, I go, that's it. And, you know, I called Danny and he was excited. Uh, I, I, I said, dude, you just go back and, and watch. And Danny had, you know, he was getting a little recruit. For, he knew who Coach Vittles was. He's met him before. And, uh, he, you know, he knows who he is. But uh, there's one thing of knowing about who he is and actually meeting the man and, and, and being with him from day to day. So he was excited. I'm excited. Uh, it, it just worked out. It took a little bit longer than what the fans wanted. Right. <laughs> they wanted they wanted immediate answers. They're like, it's crazy going to these uh, – they see these spaces uh, on Twitter now. It's crazy. You know, fans are just going nuts. Um, but uh, wow, what a what a what a what a catch! What what you know, just unbelievable, unbelievable. The uh, the Venables energy is second to none, right? Like he is literally just on from the time he wakes up to the time that he goes to bed. It's all Oklahoma football. It's all about the culture. It's all about this mission, this sole mission that he's got uh, for these kids. And, you know, I sit here at 40 years old uh, playing in a different era. Like it's crazy to think that you and I, we, you played in the eighties. My father played in the, in the late seventies at West Point was an all American nose guard. You, I have more in common with you and uh, my dad, as far as the kind of football that we played with the kind of coaches that we had, than I will ever have with Danny. Like th- right. this game has changed so much. The mentality, the kid, the whole nine yards has changed so much. So when you get a guy like Venables in there, that's preaching to you and I, and we're nodding our heads up and down. Like that's the kind of guy I would play for. That's the kind of coach I would play for. And then you look around and you notice that all those 18, 19, 20 year old kids, they're also nodding their heads and they're buying in like what an incredible job he's done stabilizing that culture conversation and refocusing everybody on on this is bigger than just football you're here to learn life right to become better men across the board here you've got to be thrilled about this right like you leveled up significantly I feel like as far as Danny's uh who Danny is as the person and the way that Oklahoma is going to embrace him now Oh, Sam, no doubt. You, you, you touch about, you know, how the generations you and I were at. Uh, as good as coaches we had and the, the programs we're involved in, I don't think I've ever had, I've ever heard of a, of a, a program that's teaching, that's taking a, a mission and teaching you life skills. Yep. The thing, well, who, who taught, you know, I, I don't think, you know, my dad or anyone, who taught me how to write a resume, you know, who, who taught me how to interview for a job. You know, who taught me, you know, you, those things you kind of learned as you went. And you're like, oh, my goodness. Wow. And and the, the thing is, you learn because if those interviews, you probably, we failed, right? We didn't right. know what we were doing better because we're like, oh, man, okay, I guess I shouldn't have done that. Uh, but when you got, when you're doing football and you got the class and all the, t- and now you have uh, things that or you know, the life aspect that help you to grow as a person to be better, uh, you know, and then how to embrace communities and, 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 and these skills, uh, they're life skills. I mean, those, those are life skills. And, uh, I'm not, I can't say I, I haven't heard, I, I truly haven't been involved in it. And uh, it's just, it's just awesome. And not only that, the dedication, he has a staff for that. So for that cool. Mission. Yep. It's so, and, uh, man, it's exciting. And, uh, how can you not gravitate, you know, especially when you got leaders going off on these mission trips and, they're highly involved. You know, I think when I was, you know, which FCA is great, you know, uh, you're, you're involved in FCA. That's awesome. You know, uh, Christian athletes. And, uh, but this soul mission is just another extension of, uh, 
you know, of, of, of what life's all about. So, you know, it just, just, just hats off to Coach V and his staff. I've got to ask some recruiting stories. You know, Danny's a four-star player. Clearly, uh, he's had a, a few trips. Anything, you know, stick out to you as far as what the journey was like to Oklahoma? Well, how, how serious was he about the suitors and how early? Well, Sam, it, it, it's kind of funny. So we're right in the middle of COVID, right? Let me go paint, paint that picture. So right before COVID, um, what I did is I took I, – I, we they started getting some traction. I said, look, I'm going to take a lot of pressure off of you. On my dime, we're going to go visit some schools uh, unofficially because when you're unofficial, they you don't they they're not they're down the the university is not invested on that recruit once he hits the, the tarmac. So we went to we went to your alma mater OSU Nebraska. Uh, you went went to some local school you know USF went and um, went to Baylor. Um, I had to I'm sorry man I had to go to Baylor. Uh, <laughs> His mom was from there, so we had to, you know, had to bring him there. But we wanted him to have a grasp and a feel of that without the pressures of an official visit, because um, you know, you and I know once once you touch, once you're there, and you got the recruits, man, you're under their goal is to get a commitment out of you before you. No leave. question, full court press. And, and then when, when COVID hit, Danny didn't have a chance to do any, uh, any officials, you know, it was basically, um, it was va- basically virtual, you know? So I will say this, Oklahoma did a, uh, I would, man, I, they, they did a virtual, uh, tour with all the coaches and Taylor made a presentation for Danny that, uh, it, it just felt special. And the fact that, you know, he built relationships, uh, with the coaches staff and, uh, you know, Oklahoma, I'll be honest, Oklahoma wasn't, uh, you know, wasn't on his radar. And that's not because, you know, Dane didn't, you know, think about Oklahoma. When we were driving, you know, we were driving to Stillwater and we, my, I got a cousin lives in Edmond. We, we, we popped over to Oklahoma and just drove around and said, wow, because we, you know, I, I played with uh, Austin Stoggers' dad. Okay. So, you know, you know, we knew Stoggers. So we just drove around there and, and then, um, when he went to Under Armour camp and uh, he put up some numbers that he did, it, that was it. You know, it's uh, once he did that and, and got on the national uh, radar, uh, that's when, you know, a lot of schools took notice. Um, but definitely, you know, it wasn't um, as intense as far as going to campuses. You know, yeah. uh, phone, phone calls and Zoom calls kept him very, very busy, you know, because that was the norm at that point. You know, you it's last night I had dinner with a uh... – a doctor of a small town here, Cushing. He's running for office here in the state of Oklahoma, and and he's talking about experiencing COVID and what it was like, you know, being a being one of five doctors in a town of like fourteen hundred people or thirteen hundred people, and and listening to him tell the stories. I'm thinking to myself, I hadn't even considered what that would be like. You know what well, I mean? Like he's in there treating yeah. two thirds of the of the town and just kind of what his experience was like. And I'm sitting there looking at this guy like he's a hero because he kind of got a little bit of a hero status. Like this dude's doing in home calls, you know, during COVID. So you just it's it's amazing how you just move past the things that were the norm. Like I hadn't even considered that Danny didn't take any official visits because of COVID. You know, that that's something like my official visits I will never forget and if i have a son uh, one day who is lucky enough to be able to take official visits i'll make sure that his mother goes with them because i should i needed some parental i needed some yeah, parents there with me. <laughs> yeah, he wasn't able to take not even when Toby nothing he, he didn't get to take one official visit because it was uh they had that ban uh, covid ban well after you know up until 
I guess until maybe a month before you do on campus. So it was definitely uh, strange, strange times for all. Wow, that's crazy. Well, Steve, the NIL conversation is raging in college sports right now. There are some people who are uh, big fans, some people who are not fans of it. I, for one, being a former athlete, uh, looking back at my time at Oklahoma State, I think that I could have done pretty decent in NIL uh, just from, a you know, not, not not millions of dollars, but definitely enough to put a dent in, you know, what was going to happen next for me, whether it was NFL or uh, just maybe going out and start my own business or something like that. I feel like I could have done uh, pretty well. Your son's personality is incredible. Everybody knows who he is. You know, everybody knows um, his sense of humor. They love him uh, on campus. How has NIL treated you guys so far? And uh, how do you feel? Do you like it? Do you not like it? Is it still too... Uh, inconsistent. Where are you at with NIL? Uh, you know, Sam. So, like you, uh, we grew up in a, a time where, man, if you got twenty dollars, somebody somebody shook your hand, and gave you twenty dollars. Absolutely, you can lose a whole. You can use lose an entire uh, football uh, team for that for yep. twenty bucks. Yeah. And I, I've been a proponent that. You know, I didn't grow up with, uh, you know, my, my dad worked very hard, but we, you know, we didn't, you know, there was no extras. So when I went to college, I was on my own. Right. So whatever I college was it. And aside from, you know, now, you, you know, and you know, you didn't get training table or these snacks and all right. that stuff. You didn't get, you didn't get that. So you had, I think we had uh, lunch, lunch and dinner during the week. And we were on our own for the weekend. Same. You know, uh, and I think we got what they call laundry money. You may, they may have said something about for you. It was like $72 a month. Well, you know, I had a car and insurance and had to pay gas. And basically I had to live off $72 a month uh, was all I had to do to try to be a, so, you know, uh, cause my, my, my parents couldn't afford to send me money. So would it have been nice to maybe do a, a little appearance for a couple hundred bucks or, or something like that, just so I could survive would have been run out or work maybe, you know, right. maybe, maybe work a job for an hour on the weekend or something, but it's just, it just didn't happen. So, uh, NIL is, I think it's a good thing, but man, it's wild, wild west right now. I mean, I think you can agree that, um, the, the differences that some of these guys are getting, uh, to some that don't. And then what, what is everybody trying to do? Um, I think there needs to be some, you know, it needs to be blown up, blown apart and kind of put back together on what, you know, what needs to be done. Uh, as far as Danny's concerned, Danny, you know, we've talked about it. He's not interested in, in going out and making his own uh, t-shirts and right. he's not interested. That kid is interested in, in going to school and being a part, uh, being the best he can be for Oklahoma football. Now he understands that if things fall in line and opportunities arise, which I've tried to help him with, there are some opportunities for him monetarily that he can take advantage of. Um, right. You know, who, you know who doesn't want to do an appearance and get you know get paid and have a little a little pocket money. You know, it's there's nothing wrong with that. You know, it's, that's that's been the whole point the whole time. Uh, now I do think that some of these things are getting ridiculous. You start hearing about these deals that you know you know uh, high school kids are foregoing their senior season right because they. It hurt. They already got NIL deals. I mean, what is it really coming down to? I mean, I right. I think it's it's going to take away a little bit of, of what uh, what the intent of the NIL was supposed to be. You know, once it, they open it up, it just it's just it's just kind of crazy. 
And, you know, college football is the greatest sport to me. Uh, Same. I love like NFL. I like that. But, but Sam, you and I both know the passion you play with on that field is nothing like, like it. It's nothing like it. You, yeah. you don't have – there's no love for my brothers in the trenches. Like, I've, I can't explain to you the love I have for teammates that I've played with. And I'm sure you're the same way. Those those relationships carried on, you know, into, our, into the, the football afterlife. Um, so, yeah, I love I love the fact that I, I'm trying to help him out with it. He's not crazy with it. He, he lets me he, – he gets opportunity forward to me. He doesn't want really want to deal with it. And he just wants to uh, – you know, uh, go to school um, and play football and be the best, you know, be the best version of himself. You know, I, I wish that I, my dad and I um, had that kind of relationship where I probably would have been the same. And I think that it's a blessing that you are able to have that kind of mentality surrounding it. I think what's happening here is a lot of people don't realize is like I played with guys that, you know, in that first six months of school, they put on 40 pounds and people are thinking, oh, man, you know, that, that kid must have really been working hard in the weight room. And then my coach is like, oh, no, that dude's eating three meals for the first time in his life. Right. You know, I mean, there's yeah. there's two different types of kids here. You know what I mean? There's the yeah. Sam Mazes and Danny Stutzmans. And then there's, you know, the other guy who's like, NIL, we have nothing. Like, we've had nothing. Of course I want to talk about NIL. And how can I get more? And how can I send it home? And what do I got to, you know, so I, I feel bad for the kids. I'm happy for the kids like that, but I also feel bad for them because it, they have no choice other than to throw themselves at it. Like right. this is, that's what they have to do. And I, and I get it, you know, so I, I'm, and, and the thing is, Steve, I mean, men have done this to them. Right, it's not like yeah. the kids made the rules up and the kids offered that first deal and the kids said that they were worth eight hundred thousand dollars or a million dollars or three. Like men did that, grown men who are who are turning this into what it is. And I feel like the kids are getting a negative, um, you know, a negative moniker put on them. I'm like, but but that's what they've been led down. Like that's the path that they've been led down at this point. And I don't know how they're going to fix it. I think there needs to be a new governing body over college football in particular. We need our own leadership. And I think that would I, help. I agree. No, Sam, you make a great point. Uh, the kids, the kids are just—they were happy the way things were. Right. They, you, there's not one kid was going to boycott college football if they didn't receive a deal. Not one kid. Right. You know, they—they were happy with it once it once it exploded. They didn't put the price tag on themselves, like you said. Men did. Grown men and, and corporations did, and uh, you know, we, it's. You know, some of the situations are, are, are very dire with those families, and that's a lifeline. You know, it's, it makes, you're absolutely correct on that. Absolutely, 100%. All right, Steve, last couple of questions here. In regards to the actual football that's going to be played next year, I, I find that the Oklahoma defense is probably the most interesting part about this team. I have a feeling that Levy is going to be able to score points with really any quarterback that he has. I think that offensive line is better. I think their running back room is great. I think they've got receivers. But defensively, when I look at Alex Grinch's defense and what they were taught and how much was run by the, from the sidelines, I look at Danny and these kids now and think, man, from, a, from an X and O standpoint, they're having to level up significantly, right? Like, I mean significantly to run Venables' defenses versus what they were doing in Grinch's. How's that process going for Danny, and has he given you any insight on how the team is kind of embracing that new defensive scheme? Uh. You know, great question, Sam. I mean, you're absolutely correct. I mean, you're talking about 
so you had freshmen that had to learn Grinch's scheme, and that same year now they got to learn Venable's scheme, right? Right. That, you know, everybody talks about Smitty, you know, and, and what what he brings to the table and what he's done. I mean, I've looked at, uh, I can tell you, man, I've looked at these guys that came in with Danny and the transformations they got now. Oh my goodness! Oh, <laughs> we got some we got some D line guys that can plug some gaps. Yes. And at the end of the day, that's what D line is supposed to do. Am I correct? I mean, yes, you got, sir. You want to plug gaps, and they'll let your linebacker grow free. That's it. And you know what? We got some athletes, and we got some line, uh, some D line guys that were already athletic. Now you put some size to them, and uh, with this, and still not losing. You know, you're going to lose a little bit of your, your quickness, but not much. And uh, to see those guys transform, and, and and I always felt like that the guys on the field never really got a um, a feel of the game. Right. I mean, I'm saying, I mean, hundred percent get what you're saying. Yes. For a series, three, four. Okay, so all right, I had a great series. We had three and out, and now I'm on the bench because I got another group going in, but. Man, I, I'm in the game now. Now maybe that that guys that went in, they're in for 12 plays in a score, and then I got to go back in, and it it just it just never felt like the guys that your guys that are going to be there never got to through the game, you know. So uh, um, that that was the one of the things I noticed. It just seemed like it was just a little bit too much of, of platooning, you know. And, I agree, hundred percent. Uh, yeah, I get it. You don't want to get tired, but you know, let me tell you right now, when you're making three and outs, you're not going to get tired. <laughs> right. And, and so, look, I think that there was a, I think that there was a place for that defense at Oklahoma when he got there because they were ranked like 120th and they were terrible. Right. And I think what you know, it's such a small school defensive mentality in regards to like if you're at Akron and you're telling me your defense is predicated on just super working hard and running hard and you have players like Danny and Ethan Downs and you've got a bunch of work hard, try hard kids out there, that makes sense at Akron. At Oklahoma, right. it does not. And so I, I w- I'm right there with you in regards to, you know, the, the, the w- this is going to give them the ability to shine. And now Danny's going to have, you know, some three techniques and nose guard in front of him that's protecting the money. Like, that's what your yeah. job is. Keep him clean. Right. Let him be an athlete. Let him go make tackles. Like, I I mean, that's the way this position was meant to be played. Uh, I'm not I'm not here for that new age stuff. Give me traditional any day. And Venables yeah. has won a ton of games with a with a more traditional <laughs> defensive uh, formations for sure. No doubt. No doubt. It, and that's what's exciting because, like you said, Levy, Levy's got – yeah, they lost some guys, but let me tell you, they had a lot of dudes there. Yes. And they got – they got some dudes, and and uh, I, I've I've been lucky. I've watched Dylan Gabriel. I've watched. I live in Orlando. Yeah. I've, I, I've known him when he was getting recruited. I've seen what he's done. I I, I, I know what he's got. I mean, you just don't throw over nine thousand yards in NCAA for nothing, man. I mean, right. so got a, they got a leader, right? I mean, and then you got the you got the offensive coordinator. They're going to score some points. Uh, they're you, you're dang right. They're going to score some points. And uh, I, I think the defense is going to be uh, uh, is going to arrive, uh, you know, with authority, and and and, and you know the teams are going to be uh, they're going to be put on notice when they do show up for sure. Steve, you were fantastic. Thank you so much for your time today, my friend. I really appreciate it. 
Sam enjoyed it, man. Looking forward to when you know we can get together sometime and, uh, and and shake hands in person. I look forward to that. Absolutely, I'm gonna buy your beer and we'll hopefully be talking about Danny having a, a great game. Uh, I, I cheers to that. You're dang right. All right, sir. Thanks, Sam. Have a good, good one. Time, sir. Thank you. You bet. Bye. Bye.